0: You are now listening to the Living Numbers and Tony
1: Rambles,
0: Tony Rambles, Tony Rambles, 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 and the Living Numbers podcast. Living Numbers Podcast and I am your host, Tony Rambles. Shout out to everyone listening to this either live via the Wisdom app. Shout out to you guys. Anyone who's watching this on YouTube later on or listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, welcome to the Living Numbers Podcast. I have my esteemed Wonderful, gorgeous, multi-time guest. My excellent wife on here. Say hello, Kia.
1: Hello, everyone. It is a awesome time to be back at the Living
0: Numbers
1: podcast.
0: She's talking like she's all meek and stuff. That's don't believe it. I am meek. She is and a true baller. A true baller. <laughs> In every sense of the word. She will get you forty. Um, but we've got a great episode, but before I go on, we got to do the housekeeping, make sure you guys like subscribe, download, follow, uh, if you are listening to this on podcast medium, or if you're listening to me on wisdom, make sure you guys follow. And, um, of course, check it out wherever you listen to podcasts and you can also watch it on YouTube. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore Tony Rambles underscore. You can also email the show, one Tony Rambles at gmail.com. Please do that. I would love to hear your feedback. Tell me what you guys like, what you don't like, what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear. I am all ears. Now, for our first number, the number is 224. Now, you may go, well, that's an obscure number. For my people who follow NFL football, the NFL draft is coming up. Yes, it is. The NFL draft where all of your dreams come true as a football fan. Now, my wife is not a football fan. She doesn't even like watching football because it's too slow. Mm -hmm. However, we're not here to talk about football. Okay. So the last person picked in the draft Is number 224. And they are tagged as. Mr. Irrelevant. For that year's draft. That sounds. A bit harsh.
1: That's what they're calling him? Yes. That's his name?
0: Every year whoever gets picked last. That person's name. That's Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. So if you're watching this. Or if you're listening. And not watching. My wife has a face on. like That's cringy. And. That's disrespectful. <laughs> That's true as well, Uh but I think that that name or that tag may go away. I feel like due to the times that we live in now,
1: yeah,
0: it's kind of uh, it doesn't fly anymore. No.
1: But my, so my thoughts are right. Please, he made it to the NFL still. True. That, like isn't that like? It's a rare. Like, that's not as common as you think it is. It's Mm -hmm. not like, you know, getting picked for your high school team or whatever, you know, something. Right, right,
0: right. You're the top 1% of the top 1%. It's a
1: big deal to make it to the NFL. So being Mr. Irrelevant
0: is far from what he is. Right. And there are plenty of people who don't even get drafted. Mm -hmm. Plenty of people... Many names that we know, like if you follow your local team or if you're a fan of a team, go blue. Those, like a lot of those people don't get picked as well, but they're not given any stigma based on where they're not picked. But they're calling that person irrelevant compared to the rest of the people in the draft. Now, my question is, Is it good to compare yourself to others? Like, let's just frame it with that. Let's take it out of the NFL draft. okay? Mm -hmm. because neither one of us are NFL players. That's that dream has has gone by the wayside. That ship has sailed for me at 32, almost 33 years old. (laughs) But comparing yourself to others, is it a fruitful exercise or at least can it be? You can go first. What do you think?
1: I think there is room for comparison. Uh I think that there needs to be guidelines to the comparison. So say you're you're trying to you're at work, right? Right? And um, or you work for a company or a business or wherever you work, right? Mm-hmm. You're not like self-employed where the only play the only person you're comparing yourself to is yourself
0: right
1: I think that there does if you want to be successful in what you're doing
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I think that there needs to be some version of healthy comparison right Uh, I believe we talked about this before I said that you you need to take the emotion out of it Mm -hmm. and it needs to be more of an exercise of okay you see that the people that have come before you and that were successful in that role they mm-hmm. they've created this standard this benchmark you need to be working to get
0: to that benchmark if you want to be the best Like if, if you, you want care, to be the best
1: if you care if you're yes. invested right if you really feel like that's where you want to be and you want to succeed in whatever that industry mm-hmm. is yes
0: like if you want to be the best you got to beat the best that kind of mm-hmm. thing and if we're talking about nfl like there's always this judgment like who's the best. Anything competitive is always who's the best. And that comes with comparison. We can't know who the best is unless we're comparing comparing people in the same field. And sometimes in different fields. Like mm-hmm. you always hear the LeBron and the, the 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 Michael Jordan, but you also hear like who's the best across all sports. And mm-hmm. You got Tom Brady, and you got you know, you got Bill Russell. Those guys have won a lot of rings. Um, But this all came from me and another teacher, Dr. Mendigou, who will be on the podcast at some point. We're going to make that happen. Uh, We were talking and uh, I was talking about singing because I sing at church. You know this every week I sing and I don't look at myself as the best singer, but I'm totally okay with that. It's not. It's not an emotional comparison for me. We know what a great singer sounds like. When you hear Whitney Houston sing, or when you hear, I mean, whoever you throw somebody, Diana Ross, whoever you want to throw in there, Christina Aguilera is another person who you go, that's an amazing singer. Mm -hmm. I'm not that. Okay. I know that I'm not that, and that is totally okay. And so I think for me, it it was never about like the emotion of I'm not good enough. It was just the realization of going, okay, this is the great. This is what great is. Mm -hmm. I'm not that, but I feel like I'm good enough for what what I need to do, which is lead songs on Sunday. And Mm -hmm. I and I also said I'm a decent singer, like decent to I'm a good singer, but I'm a great worshiper. Like I'm Mm -hmm. great at helping other people, you know, lead them into worship and, and singing songs to God on Sundays and that sort of thing. Like I feel like I'm really good at that and the energy that I bring and that's where my value comes in. Like my value as a singer, like you could find people that sing better than me. Mm-hmm. But the other things and that's what I really bring to the table that I guess make me more valuable.
1: To get yeah, to the to what to what, to what we choir, do with right? the
0: praise team and, yes. and anywhere that I would go, I would bring that same energy and that same effort and that same care. So that's that's where it it started with with the story because I was like, "Eh, you know, torn wheels. I'm like, I'm not like those guys. And she came from a place like don't compare yourself to others to make yourself feel less than or Mm -hmm. inadequate because you know, we have living in in a time where where people are committing suicide for feeling that way, inadequate. And she went all the way there. I was like, whoa, time out. I had to call a time out on the play, but I understood where she was coming from at that moment when she, when she talked about it in that way.
1: So then let me ask
0: this, um,
1: for people, cause you're a very confident person. I am. Um, you're, you're confident and you're self-aware. And for someone who may not be confident, mm-hmm. is it a, good idea or good practice to try to compare yourself
0: uh, i think i think being self-aware is the first thing mm-hmm. that that needs to to happen because mm-hmm. we all have our deficiencies and that's not something that i feel like people should be ashamed about that's the difference for me is my deficiencies don't make me feel bad mm-hmm I just accept them for what they are. I'm five, eight and a half. Like that's as tall as I'm ever going to be. There's just nothing that I can do to correct that. Like my hairline is moving back. My forehead is getting bigger. What do you want me to do? You know, so once I accept those things, now I can start becoming confident in the things that I do know that I do well. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about energy, when we talk about speaking and teaching those things, athletic ability. Mm-hmm. I am 100% confident in myself in those areas because I I know that I can do them well. So, strengths and weaknesses, I guess we can kind of break it down into it being that simple. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Mm-hmm. Weaknesses, you can work on them as much as you can. You can make them better as much as you can. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you have to accept yourself for who you are. Strengths, you just go all in where your strengths are. Mm-hmm. Like, Part of who I am is I'm a speaker and I'm a teacher. So everything that I try to do is going to kind of line up with speaking and teaching. Like, so that's why I'm a teacher and I teach speech class. That's why I'm a podcaster. That's why I sing and praise and worship. And I do that kind of like all of that has to deal with voice and being able to teach and to help others. So I'm not going to go and try to be, you know, I'm not going to try to work in, in construction. That's not what I do. Like, I'm not going to try to go in in, and work in something that's outside of my area unless it's unless I'm prepared to kind of work more at it because it's not my natural thing Mm -hmm. and accept the learning curve that comes with it, like playing guitar. Like, I'm not I don't have a natural ear to play music like some people do. You see like those five-year-olds on on Instagram and they're just going crazy. You're like, man, that's a gifted person right there when they get yes. the guitar or whatever they play. I'm not that. And I'm totally fine with that. So strengths and weaknesses, knowing what they are and understanding them and just kind of accepting what you can't fix. What about you?
1: I Well, my thoughts were, if you're someone who hasn't, I don't want to say master. But you haven't gotten a handle on um, like regulating your emotions or, Mm. you know, being able to separate your emotions from things. It's not a good idea to try to jump into comparing right now. I would think more of your work needs to be on figuring out how to be more self-aware and what you can do to work on you. Like Mm -hmm. not, not jumping to, okay, what are other people doing that I can like mimic or do? Because you, you will put yourself in a position where you begin to feel bad about yourself because you haven't met the marks that they have met. Right. Um,
0: Sometimes we're comparing our step one to somebody else's step nine, step mm -hmm. 10. You are like, oh, you know, I'm not good enough. But that person had a step one too. They once had a upon a time, one too, yeah. And a lot of times, when you're,
1: if you're in a healthy place and you, you are ready to, you know, jump into, uh, comparing, a lot of what needs to be done is having conversations with those people mm-hmm. and learning their journey because they did have a step one. Yep. Um, and that could help you skip a few steps because they're willing to say, Hey, I I've been through X, Y, and Z. Right. And this is how I got to where I am now. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's what I learned and here's what worked and didn't work. And this would be helpful to you so that you can, you know, meet those goals
0: fast. Yeah. You can listen to their stories. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people like to do on podcasting and, uh, YouTube channels and becoming creators is they want to be able to share their story mm-hmm. and the issues that they had so that other people's other people can hopefully circumvent these things and not have to go through them themselves, or they'll go, well, you're going to run into this. This is how you figure it out. Or this mm-hmm. is how I figured it out. Maybe that can help you. So like, I know this was always a thing that for us being married, was our marriage is going to be our marriage. Whatever that looks like is going to be something that is decided by us. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be something that's all about comparing our marriage to other people's marriages. Mm-hmm. And so that was always something that I definitely kept in the forefront and still do. I know one thing that for me, and you could probably share something, I had to make sure like I wasn't comparing like, our vacations or lack thereof to other people because we've never had a vacation before. For one thing for <laughs> one reason or another, and like we've tried, but we just haven't been able to really take a like a week long vacation where we're not working and we're just having fun, spending money, soaking up the sun. Soaking up the
1: sun. What about you? I think that We are, we are such different people like to other married people that we Mm encounter that it just was never a wise decision to compare our marriage to other people's marriages. Right. Um, I just feel like it would do more harm than good. And I think that that's actually a, a mark of maturity Yeah. To know, hey, we we've got this going on, and if we try to like you know jump on somebody else's trail, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we you know we might derail the whole (laughs) train. train, You know, (laughs) like so. My energy is spent in really making sure that we evolve together. Really, only checking in with you,
0: absolutely, um,
1: so that we stay on the right track. Like, you and God are all, I, all I'm consulting in this.
0: So. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how we've been able to build like what we have now. And we're, I mean, I will say we're proud of it. We're happy where we are. We have our son who's sleeping. So we're doing yes. this wonderful <laughs> episode number 40 of the Living Numbers podcast live on wisdom as well. We're doing this right now at... Almost eleven o'clock, ten forty eight, I think. And the Grizzlies are are uh, on parent free uh, hours. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And eventually he's gonna wake up and want milk. But you mentioned God and one of my favorite people, he 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 does that a lot. And he's one of the principals at my school. And he had 20 minutes, mm-hmm. I think two weeks ago. They gave him 20 minutes. They know he's a talker. And he tries to motivate us all. Mm-hmm. And that led me to want to talk about this topic because I think I am different in this a- area. And me and that same teacher, Dr. Amendigo, we talked about this as well briefly. Her her class is right across the hall from me. So we talk about just anything She kind of feels like an older sister to me. Like I'm always like popping in. She's always trying to motivate me to go back to college and stuff. (laughs) And so. uh, This principal gives this motivational speech. Right. And our number here is 20 minutes because that's how much time he had. And I am not big on motivational speeches. Like I don't I don't really. I don't care for them. I don't listen to them. Now, I'm not saying that they're bad and I understand that. People do like them and they, but for me personally, I'm like, uh, I just, I don't want no. know. Like, all right, cool. Like, that's fine. Whatever you did, that's, that's great. I think that's part of me just kind of one being confident, like you said earlier, and then being a little stubborn is well wanting to do things my way. What do you think? I mean, you see me every day.
1: You're a little stubborn.
0: Oh man. <laughs> Y'all heard that? That's tough. Yeah. So a little stubborn (laughs) i think you're more stubborn than i am
1: really yes okay
0: so all right hey story time right here guys (laughs) here's some insight uh so kia appeared to be upset a few days ago (laughs) and i thought it was because of something that i Mm see and so for like i don't know like a day and a half I'm just trying to figure out, like, dang, what did I say? What did I do? It's got to be this or this. I haven't done anything else that's going to make her mad. It's got to be one of these two things. And so I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, I hate when my wife is not talking to me. It don't even matter if it's my (laughs) fault or not. So I think I did something wrong. And so come to find out, it wasn't even me. It was just some stuff that happened at work. So you probably could have kept that up for a little bit longer than I could have. At least I think so. I mean I'm I'm gonna crack at some point. At least when it comes to you. Uh I just I don't know. If something is taking my energy, like I need to go fix it, I need to solve it. Okay. See,
1: I think the lesson for you there was to ask. Yeah. Because you ask. didn't ask, you just I kinda did. let
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> they kinda, kinda coincided. It. <laughs> I was like, crap. <laughs> what did I do now? Something dumb. <laughs>
1: But motivational
0: speeches. Do you do you listen to them? Do you watch them? Like when you no, scroll past them on Facebook, is it like, oh yeah, I gotta check that out?
1: Um, for the most part, no. They have to be done really well. Mm. Like it's almost gotta start off in a way where it it wasn't a motivational speech at right. all. Like you kind of gotta trap me or trick me
0: yeah
1: um, however i will say as i've gotten older um as more life has happened to me and i've had more experiences i think that has kind of shifted my thoughts on motivational speeches mm-hmm. i'm more i'm more open to them however i don't know just it's not always executed well like, yeah. The format for most motivational speeches are, are kind of like they're kind of cheesy. Like it's, you know, it's a little like, hey,
0: you're you're laying in your bed now. What are you doing? There's always things for you to do. Yeah, like there's the always
1: time. Everest guy.
0: It's all about time. <laughs> it's like, oh my, all right, okay, yes. It's like,
1: no, please, yeah. All right, whatever,
0: man. But I I understand where they come from because some people need that to get them up. So mm-hmm. what keeps you motivated then? Like, how do you, how do you find? I guess the will to just continue to do the stuff, especially the things that you don't want to do. God. Okay. I know that that is in a nutshell. Yeah.
1: Like that was really blunt or short. Yeah. Uh, I will say that one of the things, one of the most important things that I've learned is that if I just focus my energy on, being the greatest servant or a vessel for God, all of the rest of the things that I have to be and do will fall into
0: place. Nice. Uh, that. So, wait, what does that look like? Give us an example of what that looks like. At so, work or, whatever, or, or wherever.
1: Basically, if I'm consistently working or striving to be, you know. The fruits of the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm striving to constantly um, embody the fruits of the spirit, what are they? You know, mom, <laughs> I think it's like seven of them. It's like seven of them. Uh, I have to sing this song,
0: <laughs> okay? Here we go. Song time,
1: no, it's not karaoke song. night. No, hey, no. shout
0: out to Samantha on the Wisdom app, she no. kills it on karaoke <laughs> nights. If you're not following her, go follow her. Love, so love. Joy, Joy,
1: peace, peace uh, patience. Patience. The, how does the song go? It's like faithfulness.
0: Faithfulness.
1: And faithfulness goodness is here. Okay, but yeah, I'm not gonna sing because I'm not a singer at all. Um, Self control. Yes.
0: Kindness, goodness,
1: faithfulness. Yeah, I think okay. that's a. Hey,
0: you know what? <laughs> If we miss one, just email the show or leave a comment on YouTube. It's always
1: when you're asked on the spot that they just all just kind of like, "Phew, it's gone." I think we
0: got most of them. I think we got most of them. Continue, please continue.
1: But if you're striving to, you know, work to embody the fruits of the spirit, because you're you're being you're working unto God, you're being a servant to God, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you're at work and you think of God as your boss, you'll naturally treat. Your clients or patients, in my case, will mm-hmm. um, when you're at home and you're being a spouse, right? Mm-hmm. If you're working unto God, that you will, I guess, experience the byproduct of me just being a Who good I servant. To be. Yes,
0: yeah. and trying to and do so that.
1: the yeah. the goal isn't to be good at a role is to just be good in
0: general that's good
1: thank you that's
0: good okay so it comes from the same place uh for me as well i mean our obviously our christian walks are very important to us but i think people need to know the details of what that looks like because people go yeah you know just follow god you know trust god and you go, like, okay, what, yeah, what does that no, look like? like how do I the, do that? Yeah, what what's, I just, you, what's
1: the action plan? Yes, yeah,
0: so um, give us a scenario. So, like, you're, we'll just use work because okay. that's something that we can all relate to. Common ground there. So, you're at work and you have a patient in your case. They are irate and maybe they begin to uh, throw things. Mm-hmm. Nothing that's going to be. Harmful, like mm-hmm. you're not gonna have to. Well, you could choose to fight somebody if you want to, but you
1: could choose to fight somebody. Uh, so like just
0: paper, okay? Uh-huh. Like they're throwing paper, like something that's not going to kill you or or even hurt you. But it's a situation where you're uncomfortable. It can make you angry. In many cases, people will lose control, mm-hmm. go off, and do all that kind of stuff. So what does that look like when you're quote unquote following God? Since those are the words that you use, I have a buzzword for when
1: I'm um, when I'm on the struggle bus Uh, so the buzzword is graceful um, because sometimes when you're in the midst of a situation a whole scripture may not come to you Mm -hmm. but a word can't and one of the one of my biggest struggles in my walk and one of the things that I didn't have the greatest example of in my childhood was uh, gracefulness. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I'm in a situation where things can go left really quickly, I count down and breathe and I say graceful, like with each breath. So, Mm. yeah, so because, you know, grace is what you're trying to get to. Breathing helps you regulate, you know, you come down from angry to, okay, this situation is disappointing, Mm -hmm. but my reminder word is, you know, is going to help me get to the point where I can hopefully come up with the words, um, and the actions so that, you know, I don't treat this person well because they're not treating me well. Right. Um. Because ultimately, you know, God will get your vengeance for you. Yes, yes. And so and your job like... isn't to get vengeance, your job yeah. is to handle, to handle the situation well. Um, so that hopefully they see that you're acting gracefully. Um, that you're you're um acting or not acting, I don't even want to say that word, but you're embodying God's uh peace and favor. And they'll want to embody that too. So hopefully they leave that moment inspired. Right. Um,
0: That interaction will then, because sometimes like if you're calm, mm -hmm. the person will see how much of a Mm -hmm. insert word here that they're acting. And they'll go. And a lot of times those people will then turn around and apologize. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes, and we heard a, Papa J, I feel like is the first person that said this, hurt people, hurt people. Yes. So a lot of times people are in a difficult situation Mm -hmm. and they just lash out because they're not thinking about, you know, trying to be the best that they can be at that time. They just know that they're compromised. And now how do I fix this? And Mm -hmm. sometimes. A lot of times, unfortunately, and this is what we've been shown in our society, the, t- the way to fix it is to get angry mm-hmm. and to say, Oh, you know, I'm gonna show you.
1: Yeah, like you're mad, I'm gonna be madder. Like, yeah, you I'm know.
0: Show, oh, no, you're not gonna do me. Yeah. You're not gonna outdo how mad I am. You're not gonna out cuss me. You know, yep. it's always. And then y'all are in jail. Yeah, now everybody's <laughs> so. in jail. Uh, so for me, uh, deep breaths as well, because they're scientifically proven to relax the body. So if you're ever getting angry or upset, that's one of the first and I feel like easiest things to do and remember is to take deep breaths, deep breaths all the way in, all the way out. Mm -hmm. And I just start to talk to myself. So like not audibly so people can hear me, (laughs) but I'm like, okay, all right. And I'll just, I'll either use Tony or, no, I usually use Mr. Franklin. My last name, like, okay, Mr. Franklin, here we go. These people are making you upset, and you know, it is not a personal attack on you, okay? Just relax, relax, relax. How are we gonna do this? So, I'm like making the game plan Mm -hmm. and I'm talking it out in my head. And so, uh, the more you do that, I feel like the faster you are at being able to get to mm-hmm. the game plan or getting to gracefulness to use mm-hmm. your word and getting to the place where you can handle the situation mm-hmm. and do it in the best way in the, the godly way Absolutely. As, as we would we would try to say yes and so the motivation comes from trying to to really show people mm-hmm. to get back to the question is to really show people what it means to be a follower uh, of Jesus and to to know and love God and try to try to then extend that same mm-hmm. love to other people. That's that is my motivation as well. But also, I want people to understand. Since we're on this topic here, I want people to understand that you can be yourself and do those things. Mm-hmm. You don't have to look like or sound like another person. I really feel like if God made you to be a singer, like be a singer. If God made you to work construction, work construction. If God made you to do insurance, like your mind is created in a way where you can do that and you are great at it because that's how God made you. Do that thing. Like you don't have to go out and be a pastor or preacher Mm -hmm. to be, you know, a witness or to be an example. The best example is the are the Mm -hmm. lives that we live.
1: Absolutely. So
0: God made me, I feel like, to be a teacher and a communicator. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to live in that. So now when people ask me, you know, how do you do that? Or or if people want to compliment me and tell me I'm good at something. Then that opens the door for us to be able to, or for me to be able to share that. Because I, I think Carlos preached this in the sermon. He was on my 30th episode, if you want to go check him out, from Inspiration Church. Uh, He said that um, that you have to earn the right to be able to share God with people. So, like, if you have no relationship with whomever it is that you're talking to, Mm -hmm. oftentimes you haven't earned the right through the conversation or the relationship to really go into the depths of what, you know, God looks like. I mean, yes, no, maybe so.
1: I get that. Like, I get that it would be easier to have an impact on others if you have that relationship with them Mm -hmm. so that you can have that space to share. Right. But that's just not always how it works. Um, Well, the
0: relationship isn't always like we have to have a friendship mm -hmm. that we've built over, you know, a certain amount of time. So sometimes
1: it's just like a sliver. It's just
0: it's just. Have we talked enough, even in our one or two or three minute conversation, for me to then be able to kind of open up and mm-hmm. go to that, that next step?
1: So what if God just tells you, hey, go say that to that person? Right? You go. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I believe if God is telling me to go talk to somebody, it's because he's prepared their heart. He's,
1: he's already He's already them. built the
0: relationship for me. So <laughs> it's just time for me to just talk Like mm-hmm. at that point. He's the accelerator. Yes, he is the great accelerator in your life. He will make things work when they're just not supposed to. And we've seen that in our lives as well. And that's not. And speaking of of that, our next number is actually 14. Okay. Because that's how many brothers and sisters I have.
1: Which you know
0: this. (laughs) For everybody out there on the Wisdom app or watching this on YouTube or listening on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you may be listening to the Living Numbers podcast. Um, I have 14 brothers and sisters. And. I mean, I would always attribute it to God because I feel like all good things come from him. Mm -hmm. Um, The relationships with those brothers and sisters. Have kind of, I guess. Fluctuated and blossomed at different times, mm-hmm. and so when you start to talk to your your siblings, if you have them, you start to see like that y'all see things very differently based on um just your even your relationship with your parents they they see things from their perspective and you see them from yours uh sometimes stories will differ, you're like well that that's what happened happen? like that's what you saw or heard. And I'm notorious for just like forgetting stuff. So like there'll be a story, and like I remember, I think it was I think it was He He's like, you remember that time, Daddy knocked that cup out your hand, and he was mad at you because something. And I was like, oh yeah, that did happen,
1: and it happened to you, and it happened to <laughs>
0: me. I just clearly forgot, but it made an impact on him somehow for some reason. Wow. So there's always like these differing perspectives on family relationships and uh the trauma really mm-hmm. that you all go through as a family, as siblings, because we see it different obviously than our parents do. Mm-hmm. Like they don't they don't see like when we are together off to the side talking about it and those side conversations. And if they've had siblings, like if we have aunties and uncles, then maybe they'll remember that, oh yeah, we went off to the side and talked about our parents. Or just had those conversations. So how do you... Do you have any stories where... Because I know you have a brother. And he's 18 years older than you are. Yes. Yeah. A story where a situation happened. You remembered it one way. And then you remembered it a totally different way. There's probably a thousand stories. I know.
1: There's a billion of them. Um, <laughs> unfortunately... <laughs> the story that I'm going to tell isn't like a great one but um my my mom's a character let's call her that right yes <laughs> um we so we're 18 years apart like mm-hmm. you said and it's funny cuz I actually heard this quote I think yesterday like just because you grew up in the same household or you had the same parents doesn't mean you had the same childhood
0: yeah um that's especially the case for youtube because, yeah because we have yeah. you
1: know i guess i would have um mom 2.0 and he had like <laughs> yeah. the,
0: the original the, yeah the og version which is not always the best version
1: yeah <laughs> so um when i was about i want to say like 16 ish or something mm-hmm My, my brother was staying with us with his family and his youngest child spilled some hot chocolate on me. Okay. And he was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. You know, uh, you know, let me clean this up for you. Let me like help you. Are you hurt or anything like Mm -hmm.
0: that? How old were you at the
1: time? I was 16 and I think the baby was like three or something well he um he doesn't remember that experience at all but uh what I remember most was that my mom got upset (laughs) that the child spilled hot chocolate on me and went off on the child and was like why are you drinking this in the living room and you got this on her and I'm gonna whoop you up behind and blah 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 this and I was like mom don't you know don't do that like that it's it's, it's okay. really not all that. Um, I talked to him what a few years later about the experience because it actually uh, caused him to leave. Like him and his wife decided, okay, let's leave, like let's go it's to your weird. mom's house. This is this is a lot. Um, and one day we were talking, and he was like yeah remember back when we uh moved in with so-and-so or whatever because xyz happened i was like that's not what happened Mm. remember you left because of the hot chocolate thing And he was like i don't even yeah that that (laughs) is why we (laughs) left that is is why we left that's exactly what, you know, I was fuzzy about those details for however long it's been, but that's, that's exactly what happened.
0: Oh, man. That's funny. And it was like, it was, if you were
1: there, It to me, it was a traumatic experience. Like, I thought it was, it was the kind of... like chocolate thing? Yeah, like and you... And then they end
0: up moving out? They,
1: like, left. Like, they left because they you felt feel like, like embarrassed. That was like
0: because of you? Did you try to, did you, at 16, were you like, this is my fault, kind of thing.
1: I don't think I thought it was my fault, but mm-hmm. I just felt like okay it it the situation didn't need that much like anger and right y'all like, went overboard
0: yeah. child, <laughs> over over three year old like this was a mistake. What are we talking about? y'all moving out for this interesting, very interesting
1: i mean I'm there's probably like some more.
0: Yeah, some background you know, stuff that was happening that you didn't know about. Then
1: that's probably like the last straw or whatever, you know. Yep. But yeah, he totally forgot about the whole
0: thing. That's funny. I remember, obviously, like, so there's different perspectives on, like, my stepdad. <laughs> and my brother had a different experience with my mom and uh and and though i mean just those two and that family dynamic Mm -hmm. because i wasn't just i just wasn't around for them so sometimes it may go troy my wonderful brother who was on i don't remember what episode he was on 30 something uh but we talked about just regular brother stuff but just how he looks at that the family on that side is so much different than how i look at it and i think even Asia's perspective is totally different too. Like and we all have these same parents, but I think it all just comes from trauma, Mm -hmm. the traumatic experience that happened with them. And like, so they all look at me, unfortunately, I guess I'm not gonna say unfortunately, I kind of earned this and some of it is not my fault, but as the golden boy, because I never got in trouble for anything. I didn't get in trouble because I feel like I wasn't doing nothing to get in trouble for.
1: I was going to say, um, like, in addition to trauma, I would say that, like, your own personal character mm-hmm. can influence how you see a situation. Yeah,
0: that's true. Or even
1: how the other person reacts in a situation. Yep. So.
0: They yeah. might. I mean, I probably had a little bit more leash in you as well, because mm-hmm. I think we were kind of looked at, at the good kids. We had a little bit more leash on things that may happen. Mm-hmm. So, like our misstep, we're probably not gonna get a whooping that first time. Yeah, you know, we got a couple of missteps, but some of our siblings that have a little more little more missteps than <laughs> than our parents would like. They didn't have a long leash, you know. Mm-hmm. Once, you, especially once you start getting to teenage years, mm-hmm. when it's like, now I got to keep an eye on you. And that's exactly
1: that what they do. They keep an eye on that yep. one. And then the other one is. Yep. I'm just, just free to roam, baby. I can do whatever <laughs> I want to do. Exactly. Because I can count on one hand how many whoopings I got. Like, I remember them all. Whereas my brother was like, oh, yeah, I got beat every other day. <laughs> like,
0: Heck no. I was trying to stay out of trouble. Like, I was that was the whole mind frame.
1: Like, I don't even want this in my life. Like,
0: I'm going to just do what I need to do. How much trouble is this going to cause can I get away with this, and what are the consequences? If I could deal with the consequences, and maybe I can get away with it anyway,
1: because will I still be able I'm to gone. do the things I want exactly. to do? Exactly. If I if that is gonna be taken away, like I don't even want any I'm a part of what I thought I was gonna do. Exactly. Like I'm I'm good on that.
0: Plenty of other things to go out and do. I don't have to do this thing that may get me in trouble. Uh, so. I just, I just always hope and pray that, like, we could all be, like, on the same page as, as brothers and sisters. And, and that doesn't mean always talking all the time, but just at a point where everybody is, at the very least, at the minimum, just cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always cool when we are around or, like, if somebody call, there's not a call like, oh, so-and-so is doing this. Now, I know, like, people are people. My brothers and sisters are people, they're people too.
1: And that's a lot of personality. It's a
0: lot. It's a lot. So, yeah, I just, you know, that's just me always wanting people to be together. Like, life is too short.
1: hmm
0: Especially for family to to bicker and, and go through stints, long stints where they're not talking to each other.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because if something happens, something serious happens, the first people you call is family. hmm So if we haven't talked in years because of something silly, or even if it wasn't silly, if it's something that we could have gotten past, but we didn't just because we're both stubborn, like that's not worth it. That's not worth it.
1: I would agree. It's it's not worth it. Um, especially, so now that we have Carter,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I, I just feel like totally it's different. even more important. I'm one of those people, or I guess beforehand, I was one of those people who was becoming the person that kind of disassociated, like I kind of pulled myself. I from did, your I distanced myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm an introvert, I'm slightly antisocial too, so, so like I really don't need that much interaction, yeah. Um, but when I think back on memories that I had like with my grandparents and mm-hmm. with family, like I want Carter to have that. Yes, yeah. Um, I want him to be able to enjoy the family that, that he has while they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. one of the most like painful experiences is, uh, was losing my grandparents. Um, but still having all those memories with them is a comfort. Yeah. Um, and you know, with my, aunts and uncles and everyone else. And I just want him to have that experience with, you know, his family. And so now I'm at a place where I really want everybody to gel and to get Get along. along. Yes. At least
0: for the the younger ones, Mm -hmm. the little kids. Because they don't have any control over that. No. And so, like, speaking of grandparents, like, I didn't really have much of a relationship with any of my grandparents. Mm-hmm. like I knew some of them, but they weren't people that I would call like when things were even if something good was happening. I wouldn't think of my grandparents to call first,
1: man, you got cheated
0: <laughs> I did, I did, and so like a couple of them, no, just one I got one left, and you want to talk about different perspectives based on family like who depending on who you ask like this grandmother was a little bit different. (laughs) So, for me, it's just kind of indifference Mm -hmm. with this one. Like, again, I don't really hold grudges. I'm just kind of like, it is what it is. You know, people are people. They mess up. They screw up. Some people will apologize and own up to their mistakes and some people will not. And you have to be able to get past it whether they apologize or not. Mm -hmm. And so, kind of, that's just kind of how I am with, with this grandmother. And it's just kind of like, a, I mean, don't expect me to kind of go out of my way to be like this great grandson and tell her about all the things that's going on and, you know, at, at work and stuff like that. The relationship is just not that. That's not what it, it is. It's
1: just not there like
0: that. So what advice would you give to someone? Our last question is three because I got three what's. As I come to a close on the living numbers podcast, I'm your host, Tony Rambles. I have my wonderful wife Kia on just a little reset there. Shout out to everybody listening on wisdom. What kind of advice would you give to someone in your position? Now, your position could be any position that you choose, like your position as a wife, your position at your job your position with your family you can kind of just give some advice there yeah that's on the spot that's good right that's good i would say okay let's let's go with someone that is trying to balance having a career being a mom and being a wife because i don't think a lot of people are in that that same position
1: gosh do i have advice to that yet um
0: yeah. You've been a mom for what? 10 months now? 10 you months. know, <laughs> And you were pregnant for nine of them. Nine extra months. So that's what, that's like two years of experience. <laughs> two years of experience. So you, you should have some advice, at least a little bit.
1: I would think that um, in, because we're in this mode of constantly juggling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: would say that, you know, don't, don't beat yourself up during this season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is, this is hard. I know that millions of people are doing it and people yep. will try to minimize your experience by saying, oh, you know, people have babies every day or people Screw that. do hey, these it's things. It's hard for all of us.
0: This is hard. I'm gonna say most of us. Some people got it pretty easy. They got maids and stuff, I guess. But it is difficult. If
1: you got money,
0: get a (laughs) maid. Get you, get you somebody to cook and clean. Because you're not gonna. I'm not gonna say you're not gonna have time. You're not gonna want to do that stuff. You don't want to do it. You just want to relax. Oh my gosh. Okay.
1: But um, someone else that I watched. um, Can't quite remember who at the moment. It may have been, like, Raven Elise or someone. Um, she talked about how some days you have to put one of the focuses at the forefront, and then the other focuses get a little less time. They get addressed, but they get a little less time. Right. So today might be a day where, you know, I had a lot of career things going on in projects. Does that mean Carter and you get neglected? No, but do you get maybe the same energy? Not exactly. Then the next day, maybe it's a Tony day. And then the next day, yeah. maybe it's it's a day where you know Carter has like my my awe, right? Right. Um, but for the most part, um, because we can't do everything, even with those maids and cooks and everything else, right? Do yeah. not. Beat yourself up and try to drive yourself into perfection because that's not the goal. You will never experience perfection. Mm -mm. Um, It will tear you down trying to strive for perfection rather than uh, put you in a position where you can be impactful. Right. So don't beat yourself up. Just be in the moment with the things that and the people that you have and live the best you can. Nice.
0: That's great advice for anybody. Okay, our second what if you weren't doing what you're doing now, now this is occupation wise.
1: Okay.
0: What would you be doing? If you could just choose something else to do, what would that thing be?
1: I wouldn't be working. I would be traveling. Okay. Like everywhere. I would be very well off. (laughs) Apparently. Um, I guess the reason for this is I didn't get to see or do much um, Hmm. as a child. And I just, I want to see and do a whole lot before, you know, I take my last breath. Right um i want to experience every country every food every culture like i i want to i want to know it all <laughs> which a is, is a lot
0: <laughs> if you guys want to help us to know it all <laughs> you can uh send gift cards and stuff you can email it at one tony Rambles at gmail.com <laughs> if you guys want to fund our experience knowing um, the know-it-all tour yeah the know-it-all tour <laughs> That would be awesome. I think that's what we'll call it once I start going on the road. Okay, okay, last what before we get out of here. What are you giving your attention to the most?
1: (laughs) Well, right now it's motherhood. Yep. And it's just it's just the phase of life that we're in. We have a very small child. He's Uh, He needs a lot of our attention right Mm now, Uh, and he's getting a lot of our attention. But, I mean, I don't want that to sound like a bad thing, because this experience is actually a good experience. Mm -hmm. Like, he um, is teaching me new things about really being a human. Uh, He's teaching me new things about myself, too, because the level of patience it takes uh, to be in this phase of life is, is a tall order of patience. Yeah. Um but that's okay because patience is a very versatile
0: skill. <laughs> yes, you can use patience everywhere. Yes. You can use it at home, you can use it at work, you can use it podcasting. And podcasting, <laughs> yes. So I think yes. that's I think that's a wrap.
1: Oh my goodness. That was easy. It was. It was a good time.
0: Uh thank you, uh of course. My wife is a behind the camera kind of person but she will come on when i ask so i'm thankful and grateful for her um thank you all for listening and watching whether it's on youtube or spotify or apple whether you're listening to this today or tomorrow or two three ten years from now Mm -hmm. I just want to thank you for your support. Follow me on Instagram at underscore Tony Rambles underscore. You can email the show, one Tony Rambles at gmail.com. If you want to give me ideas and topics to discuss, I'm just, uh, I'm a communicator. So you can go ahead and send those things in. You can DM those on Instagram as well. Uh, Make sure you follow, like, subscribe, download, and most of all, share this Mm -hmm. With someone that you think would enjoy,
1: absolutely. Oh, you know what? Okay, um, if you're on YouTube, YouTube, please comment, yes, uh, comment. engage. Uh, I'm sure you would love to hear from them,
0: always, because always. They're
1: your community.
0: Talk to me, I'll talk back. Yes, he does, he talks back. <laughs> so, uh, thank you. This is. The Living Numbers Podcast and I am your host Tony Ramble signing out for my wonderful wife, See, See you all in the next Ramble on friends! <laughs>